Okay, so we have week 16 football pass. Um, great weekend. Uh, we have our playoff picture set. A lot of play, a lot of teams clinched already. I, I discussed it already when I did my picks, but more teams clinched. I have my weekly top 10. We have NBA Christmas games coming up. We have all sorts of things coming up. Sorted uh, bowl games, college football playoff, the NFL playoffs. We have a lot to get into. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about Eagles, Cowboys, of course, Packers, top ten teams. Might even do a Super Bowl bubble as well, uh, because there's some teams in the top ten that I like, but I don't love. But we're gonna get to all. We're gonna get in all of that um, right now. We're gonna get into all of that right now. So stay tuned. Get buckled up. Um, happy holidays as well. <clears throat> So remember when I said like a couple weeks ago, I can't, you know, I came in and I said a couple weeks ago, I think it was about week 12, week 11, and it was the third, it was the game, it was the night, it was the day before the the Sean Watson versus Colts game with um, Houston going against Indianapolis. And I said, these next few weeks, quarterbacks, the elite quarterbacks, the elite players at the quarterback position were going to separate themselves from the rather good quarterbacks or either the average quarterbacks, the elite quarterbacks, excuse me, with franchise talent, with franchise quarterback talent and just all-time talent. It's going to take, they're going to take their play to the next level and they're going to, they're going to separate themselves from your good or average quarterbacks. I said that, I said that a couple weeks ago, Lord and behold, I had two examples of, excuse me, excuse me, sorry. Um, I had endless amount of time to put this together, and I had a few examples this la- these last few weeks of where I meant, where I mean, hey, guys are going to separate themselves from the elite good quarterbacks and the average quarterbacks. I've said that. I said that a couple weeks ago. You can go back and listen to it. I said Deshaun Watson, guys like Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers. These next few weeks, Tom Brady. These next few weeks, they're gonna take it to the next level. They're gonna they're gonna show why they they are at the elite status. They're gonna show why they have franchise quarterback talent. Breeze, all of the all of the top tier quarterbacks that we consistently name on a consistent basis have taken their play to the next level. All of them, all of them have taken 
have taken their play to the next level. Absolutely all of them. Breeze, he's taken it to the next level. Breeze broke a touchdown record. Breeze is on, you know, Saints are hot right now. Uh, their defense could have got a couple more stops against the 49ers. They beat the 49ers. Mahomes, Kansas City. Uh, the, the Kansas City and their defense, Mahomes and their defense is peaking at the right time. I said, hey, Mahomes going to take it to the next level. Deshaun Watts going to take it to the next level. No, no, dis, no disrespect to Dak and, and Kirk Cousins, but, but this is a different class of guys right here. When we're talking about Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, this is a different class. This is a different class of guys right here. These guys are going to take it to the next level. I said, I said that a couple weeks ago. I said, watch how playoff spots are going to need to be secure. Watch how players, teams are going to rely on their quarterbacks, their franchise guys, quote unquote. They're going to rely on them to take us to the finish line. And I said a certain few, only a certain few would be able to do so because they're elite. They had, they had, they're, they're either first elite, Breeze, Rogers, Brady, or they have chances of being elite with franchise quarterback talent. Wentz, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, especially those three guys. Those three guys, if you, I don't know if you noticed, but those three guys in the last few weeks have really taken their games up to play. Uh, they take it up to an, another level, another notch. Um, you, you, you're definitely seeing it with Carson Wentz. And let's start right there. Carson Wentz. Last podcast, I told you guys, hey, it's no way on God's green earth that Carson Wentz should win this football game against the Cowboys. He he, he has everybody, every you know, he has three receivers going into the game. He has his top targets at the receiver position are, are out. Aguilar, gone. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, gone. Deshaun Watson, gone. All are gone. All are injured and out and done. Lo and behold, Zach Ertz gets hurt in, in first first few possessions of the Cowboy game. He gets hurt. He so he's neutralized. He's gone, and Carson Wentz still still finds a way. And I don't get it. Everybody's talking about how um Dak Dak didn't have Amari Cooper on, in the in the in the game for the last play of the game for the play of the game. I'm like, so what? Dak still had the best O line in football out there. Dak still had. Zeke out there. Dak still had Michael Gallup, who was a thousand yard receiver. Still Randall Cobb. Dak still had all these weapons. Dak still had all these weapons out there. While Carson Wentz had nobody out there to throw to. He had Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders. I mean, Miles Sanders, he's I mean, he's he's burst onto the scene. He's really played well and you know in the steps of Jordan Howard, but Nobody know who Miles Garrett is and Ward and Boston Scott. He, Carson Wentz has turned Boston Boston Scott into a into a Philadelphia hero. It, it, like Carson Wentz is making chicken out of chicken pot pie, and you mean he's doing he's doing miraculous things. He's doing miraculous things, and I, I said it. I said I said it on Saturday. I said, do not let the Eagles. Don't let Carson Wentz come out here, dominate the game, uh, control the game. Do not let him do that because once I, I could tell how the game was going, the, the Eagles lined up in the 12 personnel. 
they lined up in the 12 personnel to start off the game. And basically what they were telling the Cowboys is, hey, 12 personnel, you either, you're either going to put your linebackers out there or you're going to have a nickelback, another DB. That, if you don't know what nickelback is, that's another DB. So the Cowboys had to pick their poison. If the Cowboys kept their three to four linebackers on the field, the, the Philly would say, hey, okay, we're going to throw it because we know our slot receivers, your linebackers, our slot receivers, our slot receivers is going to win that matchup all the time. But then if the Cowboys decided to put their nickel back in, another DB, they was like, okay, our tight ends, our offensive line is going to dominate and push and outstrength and outstrong your DBs, your cornerbacks. So the Cowboys had to push they had to pick their poison and it's such a it's such a great game plan schematically from Philadelphia. It's a great plan. It's a great game plan because they set the tempo of the game. They didn't let the Cowboys come out and set the tempo. Philadelphia lined up in the 12 personnel. They said, "Pick your poison. If you're going to have three linebackers out here, okay, you're going to have three linebackers out here. We're going to run we're going to throw the ball we're going to throw the ball to our slot receiver. We know that your linebacker can't keep up with our slot. Can't keep up with our slot receiver. It's just not going to happen. You, you put your DB, your, your nickel back out there. It's we're going to run the ball and we're going to pound him. We're going to pound we're going to we're going to pound the ball. Dallas made this option to 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 run it. I mean to keep keep the linebacker out there. So, linebackers, Dallas linebackers got consistently constantly torched by the by Philly's slot receivers in the 12 personnel. So first, get great game plan and skip you know, great scheme from Philly from Philly side. Dallas once again, once again, the Cowboys were were, were not able to adjust to the 12 personnel. They were just getting killed by it all night, all afternoon. They were they were once again inept to you know, make any type of adjustments, any form of adjustments to defend Philadelphia's 12 personnel, which they clearly set out as a game plan. We're going to dictate tempo. We're going to dictate how you play. And that's what won Philadelphia the game. And also behind Carson Wentz. Not just him, you know, because his numbers weren't like spectacular. He didn't throw for 400 yards for three touches. He didn't do that. But the way how he controlled the game, his playmaking. Um, I got. I, I came on last. Uh, once again, I came on last episode and I said, "Hey, Carson Wentz, he makes all the spectacular throws, but he doesn't make the easy throws. He doesn't make the throws that a regular franchise guy should make. He don't make the the simple and regular throws." I said that. I said he don't make the regular throws. He he just he he's he's he can make the spectacular throws. He makes the the throws you go. Whoa, did he just make that throw? How did he get that in there? Yeah, he makes those throws. But Carson Wentz does not, he does I said it, he does not make the easy throws. He doesn't make the easy throws. And lo and behold, he made the easy throws yesterday. I mean, on Sunday. He made the easy throws on Sunday, and that's what won them the game. He made the easy throws. He made the, he made the proper reads. He made the proper reads. Uh, you know, getting guys, getting the Cowboy defense out of position, controlled the game, 
time possession was heavily on Philadelphia's side, so he controlled the game. He played at his pace. He 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 didn't let nobody go get outside of their tempo. He stayed within the game plan, and this is what a franchise guy does. Anybody could just hey, you can have a good low O line, you can have a good running game, you can have weapons. But this is what you get. This is what franchise quarterbacks get paid to do. They get paid where franchises say, hey, we're hurting right now. Our backs, not healthy. Our tight ends are not healthy. Our receivers are not healthy. Our O-line, we got a couple. We, we're missing our right guard. We're, left, we're missing our left guard. We, we need you to win this game. And Carson Wentz has done that. Carson Wentz has done that the last three weeks. He's thrown over 1,200 passing yards. He has turned Greg Ward. He's turned Ward, the receiver Ward. I bet you don't even know who he is. He's turned him. He, he, he was a hero last week against the Redskins. Dallas Goddard was a hero against the Cowboys. He had Dallas Goddard catching touchdown passes against Dallas. Miles Sanders has turned into, I guess, a, a a good back. Carson Wentz is making he's turn he's touching he has the Midas touch. Everything he touches turned into gold. Carson Wentz is what it is to be what it is. It, it, it's just a simple, it's just a defined moment of what it is to be a franchise quarterback. That's just what it is. That's just what this league is about, you know. Dak, I mean, you know, we, we everybody said, oh, how can how come Dak didn't have Amari Cooper out there in the final play of the game? What does it matter? He had the best O line, Jason Witten, Gallup, uh, Randall Cobb, Zeke. He still had he still had all these playmakers and a line in front of him to still make a play, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And that's basically what I was saying a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. I said it's it's going to be about who can make this spectacular play, who can who can take their play and their games to the next level. I like Dak. I like Dak very much. I think Dak is a good friend. I think Dak is a good guy. I think he's a good. He's definitely certainly improved as a quarterback this year. From from year one to year two to year two to year three and the year three to year four, he turned into a good quarterback. He's turned into a good quarterback. He's gotten better as time gone on. Certain things of his game has improved, but he just still is Dak. He's a fourth. He was a fourth rounder for a reason. He was a fourth rounder for a reason. Dak was a fourth rounder for a reason. Dak still, I mean, what can you say? What can you say about Dak? I mean, but this thing is all about Carson. I don't think it's about. I don't think about Dak. I think it's all about Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz taking his play to a new level. I just think it's all about Carson Wentz. You got and you Philadelphia. Some of you Philadelphia. Some of you Eagles fans were wrong. Some of you Eagles fans wanted to wanted to go into the Nick Foles direction, and I was so glad for Carson Wentz because I I I'm a fan of Carson Wentz. 
And I'm a big supporter of Carson Wentz. And everybody was talking about, oh, uh, Nick Foles is the guy. Nick Foles is the guy for the Eagles. I'm like, no, no, no. Nick Foles was a guy that stepped in at the right moment. Uh, he led the team to the Super Bowl, but the team already had home from the advantage. Defense is playing well. Running game was playing well. Receivers were playing well. Doug Peterson was hot. Teams they played, you know, had some bad breaks. Like, it just wasn't all Nick Foles. And I wasn't buying into the fact that Nick Foles was a franchise guy. Or I wasn't buying into the fact that Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz. And if you were, you, you need to look at the games. If you think if you thought Nick Foles was better than Carson Wentz, you need to look at the games. Because Nick Foles, it's no way on God's green earth, Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz. No way. If you thought Nick Foles was better than Carson Wentz, you need to go take a look in the mirror and, and, and do, uh, do something about yourself. I mean, because have you seen Nick Foles in Jacksonville this year? Have you seen him? Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. But we were, hey, but the, the city of Philadelphia was just, they were just, I mean, they were talking about Nick Foles like he was the second coming of Christ. That's how they were talking about Nick Foles. And he was certainly not that. He was certainly not that. Carson Wentz is proven. You got it. What, what more can you say? I know people was questioning Carson Wentz's leadership and questioning how he's been playing this year. The guy's been playing well. And these last three games, he is definitely taking his play to the next level. And this is what you look for in your franchise guy. This is what you pay the big bucks for. This is what you pay the, book, the big bucks for. For you to say, hey, we really need you this weekend. We need you to take us to the next level. We need you to win this game for us. Carson Wentz is just able to do that. He's able to do that. And, you know, it's not, I'm not even, you know, besides the measurables, because he has all the measurables. He has great size. He's about 6'5", 230, 240. Great arm, great arm talent, good arm strength, down the field throws, precise throw. He can throw it. He can sling it. It's not even about the measurables and the talent. But he, he has he has the makeup. He has the franchise quarterback makeup. And, you know, Philly, I don't think Philly is going to ask him to do this again. Philly, they just ha- they ran into a bad break of injuries. Philly had, a, I mean, Philly had a rack of injuries this year at some key positions, which ultimately has hurt them in their playoff chances uh, over their Super their Super Bowl chances. Because I don't think Philly, I think Philly wins against the Giants, and with a Philly win, they in the playoffs. I don't think Philadelphia is gonna you know win a playoff game or go any further than that, but. It's this sometimes Philly Philly just has they they just have too many injuries at the running back position on their O line, um in their in, in uh in their receiver position tight end position they just have too many injuries to try to make a Super Bowl run, but them getting to the playoffs, winning the division, that's a success for this year. That is a success. You gotta take down the. You gotta put them. You gotta, you know, give them a pat on the back. That is a success with, with all the injuries and all the things that Philadelphia and Carson Wentz has faced this year, 
And for the most, and for the most, for the majority part of the year, Philadelphia has been second in the division. They've been second behind the Cowboys. So just to just to fight back and to claw back into the division race, um, it was never. It was, the division was never won by anybody. It was just that the Cowboys just had to lead for the whole entire season, and then Philly these last three games has really putting the pressure on them, and then they finally beat them. This is a successful Philly. I, I would say this is a successful season. You had a litany of injuries at key positions. Your your, your conference is packed. It's stacked. You're gonna ha- you're probably going to have five 11-win teams in your conference. So it's going to be hard to win your conference. You're not going to win your conference. The Eagles are not going to go to the Super Bowl. The Eagles are probably not even going to win a playoff game. But what they can do is list this as a success. This is a successful season. You got to the playoffs. Your your franchise guy who you're paying 20-plus million dollars to led you there with basically nothing to play with. Basically nothing. You know, only 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 guy that he has had throughout this run is Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. That's it. But he lost Zach Ertz on you know on Sunday for the most part, and he was depending and leaning on Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders. Uh, hey, it doesn't get any better than that. I I, 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 I got to give him credit where credit is due. Now let's shift on to Monday night with the Vikings and with the Packers and Vikings once again. Shows you. Minnesota. It, Everything in this league is not going to go perfect. The NFL is not all perfect and ice cream and sunny days. It's not. It's not going to be always perfect. And Kirk Cousins needs, he needs everything to be absolutely perfect. Kirk Cousins needs your defense to force turnovers. Kirk Cousins needs a strong running game. Kirk Cousins needs a strong offensive line. Kirk Cousins needs two to three explosive receivers or tight ends. He needs all of that to go all in his favor for him just to play well, just for him to play well. And I got to give credit, Kirk Cousins, before this game on Monday night, he was playing great. He was he was playing good. He was having a good season. This is probably his best season by far. But he needs everything to go perfect for him. And, yes, I do think that game would have went differently last night if Dalvin Cook was in the lineup. I do think that. but. Everything. This is what a fran. This is what a franchise quarterback is about. Being about. This is what it's all about. Overcoming problems. Overcoming situations. We need solutions. I, anybody can give me problems. Anybody can give me problems. You can just give me a list of problems. But are you the solution? Do you have a solution? Like, what can you make? Like. Get me to the solution. I don't want to hear the problem. I hear a lot of problems, but what is the solution? Kirk Cousins can't find the solution. That's the problem. All I mean, Kirk Carson Wentz. Okay, Philly had a bunch of injuries, defense, offense, O-line, receivers, tight ends, running backs. Okay, that's the problem. Carson Wentz. Was the solution. Carson Wentz overcame that. You gotta be able to overcome some of these things some of these things. Kirk Cousins has yet to show the ability to overcome 
some of these things. Okay, you don't have Dalvin Cook. You have, I mean, your defense forced three turnovers in Packers territory. You, territory. you got to cash in on some of these opportunities. You got to strike gold on some of these opportunities. You can't have only seven first downs at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers with the division on the line. You can't only have seven first downs. It's not going to work. You can't have you can't go into halftime halftime throwing for 39 yards. Show me the solution. I need the solution. Don't give me the problem. Show me the solution. Don't give me the problem. I know what the problem is. You don't have Dalvin Cook. So what? You still have Stefan Diggs. Uh, you have a good defense in Mike Zimmer. You have a good coach in Mike Zimmer. Uh, you, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen. You, have, you still have a litany of weapons to your disposal. Use that. Well, I, I, I mean, I think it was a combination of both of Minnesota uh, staff being a little conservative. And just Kirk Cousins not fulfilling the franchise, the the, the job. He 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 just not fulfilling, and he's um 0 and 9 in Monday night games. 0 and 9 in Monday night football games. And I think in his next contract, he needs to have like a clause where he it says, um, do not play on Monday night. Do not schedule the Vikings for Monday night because. He does. He. I don't know what it is. He just does not play well on Monday nights. Like in his next contract, he needs to have do not schedule me for Monday night football games because the dude is zero and nine. He can't win a Monday night football game to save his life. He can't win a he can't win a Monday night football game to save his life. He cannot win a Monday night football game to save his life. And with all the chips on the table. You know the divisions on basically on the line. This is gonna either say, "Hey, you, you're you're a division leader and you're a top three seed, or you're a wild card team and you have to travel to Seattle or someplace like that to to win a wild card game." Like that's too much to ask for. That's way too much to ask for. And once again, hey, I've said it. Young, this is the time. This is the this is the time of the year. This is the time of the season where the elites, the elite quarterback talents, or the elite guys at the quarterback position start to separate themselves. This is where they start to separate themselves. This is the time. Now, already have I already have to hear it. I already have heard it. Um throughout the day, and while the game, you know, when the Packers got got the lead, I already had to hear it, give the Packers credit. First, I'm not in the credit business. I'm not Navy Federal. I'm not Visa. I don't give credit. I, 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 I don't give credit. I just don't, I don't hand out credit. Go to one of your local banks to get credit. I'm not in the credit business. If you want to get credit, go to Navy Federal and get credit. Go to the go to one of your credit unions and get a bunch of credit. But I'm not gonna give. I'm I don't give out credit. First of all, the Packers look. They, 
they don't look elite. They don't look like a Super Bowl team. You could just spot a Super Bowl team. Like, these last two weeks, I've been able to just to spot Super Bowl teams. Like, Baltimore, they look like a Super Bowl team. New Orleans looks like a Super Bowl team. The 49ers look like a Super Bowl team. Kansas City look like a team that could be playing in the Super Bowl. But the Packers, they don't look like a, they don't look like a team that could be playing in the Super Bowl. First, offensively, I don't know. They, they, they don't have a down-the-field threat. The only down-the-field threat that they have is Devontae Adams. Teams are going to – smart teams like New Orleans, Seattle, San Francisco – uh, I think even Minnesota, they did a good job, or they tried to, you know, they tried whatsoever, but their offense they couldn't do enough. I think smart coaches and teams, they know how to defend. They know how to defend Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I think they would do a, I think they'd do a better job at defending Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Because if you look at how they play, it's. It's not spectacular how they win. I mean, you know, I know I know you say a win is a win, but the Packers just don't look like a Super Bowl team. They're like a playoff team. I give them that. They 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 the Packers are definitely a playoff team. And they 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 do strike you as, hey, they can win a couple playoff games, but for the last 10 years, hasn't that been what the Packers been? Just a play just a team Good enough to make the playoffs. The Packers in the last few years has just been good enough to make the playoffs. They have not been good enough to 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 win a Super Bowl and to compete in Super Bowls. And this year, I don't think they're I don't think they're all that good to me. I mean, first I look at their wins. You know, their defense. One thing I do like about their defense is they t- they, they take the ball away. Their their defense is whoa. Their defense is top ten, and and taking the ball away. So I give them credit for that. But I'm even skeptical of that. Like, look at the quarterbacks Green Bay has played this year. And I'm you know you play you you play or you play on your schedule. But just look at the quarterbacks they have played. They have played Mitchell Trubisky, Kirk Cousins twice, Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz, Cowboys, Dak. Matthew Stafford, Dirk Carr, Matt Moore, Philip Rivers, Kyle Allen, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Mitchell Jabitsky. Those are the quarterbacks that they have beaten. They have beaten Kirk Cousins twice, Mitchell Jabitsky twice, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Daniel Jones. Matt Moore, <laughs> Dirk Carr, Dak. That's the quarter. That those are the list of quarterbacks they have beaten. The best quarterback they have beaten this year is Dak. That's the best quarterback. The cow. That's the best quarterback the Packers have beaten this year is probably Dak. Between Dak and Kirk Cousins, that is the best quarterback. The Cowboy. That is that is the best quarterback the Packers have beaten this year. So I don't like the quarterbacks they have faced. They have faced um, some offenses. Most most of the offenses that they have faced are not good offenses. I think their defense um, their defense is okay. It's good. 
it's not spectacular. It's not nothing to go home and tell mama about. About I don't I don't like their def I don't like their defense more than the Forty ers or the Saints. I don't I, you know I don't think they're all that good. I think Minnesota's defense might be actually better than Green Bay's. But with all this, give Green Bay credit crap. I'm not for it. I I I I'm not in the credit business. I'm sorry. I'm just I, I'm not Visa. I'm not Mastercard. I don't give credit. I I just don't go to Navy Federal and get credit. I don't give credit though. I think um the Packers they'd be good enough to win a playoff game. They'd be good enough to probably get to the NFC Championship if they have a couple home games, but. As far as them going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, get out of here. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy the Packers. I'm sorry. Um, I know they have Aaron Rodgers. But even Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers this year. Like, he he is he, he struggled, to especially to throw the ball down the field. Like, 15 yards or more, the Packers, I mean, they, they, they have struggled to throw the ball 15 yards or more. So... I don't, I don't, I don't buy the Packers. I just don't. I, I, I haven't, I haven't bought them all year. Um, I think that game would have played out a little bit differently if, 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 if Dalvin Cook was in the lineup. Um, but I, I just don't buy the Packers. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know what you guys want me to say, but I just don't buy the Packers. And I know people are like, ah, oh, you, you hate the Packers. I don't hate the Packers. I like, I mean, I like Aaron Rodgers. I think um, he's a good quarterback, but this year. He's uh he, he's definitely had his uh struggles. He hasn't looked Aaron Rodgers esque. And Matt Lafleur, I don't trust Matt Lafleur. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, who are you gonna trust? Uh, Sean Payton or Matt Lafleur? Who are you gonna trust? Pete Curl or Matt Lafleur? Or, or or Kyle Shanahan or Matt Lafleur? Like, who are you trusting? Matt Lafleur? I'm not gonna trust Matt Lafleur in playoff games against those coaches. I'm sorry. I think. Teams like New Orleans, Seattle, New England, I think they look at I think they look at Green Bay and like, hey, they are so easy to defend. It's not even cra- it, it, it's not even like I don't think Green Bay is all that good. I think they're a good enough team to win the, the NFC North at thirteen and three, um, or you know they're, they're twelve and three right now. They'll be thirteen and three though. I think they're good enough to just win the, the NFC North at twelve and three, and they have home field advantage. They get they'll be playing at Lambeau, which will help. But as a Super Bowl team, am I sold? Mm, nah, I'm not. I'm not sold at all. I'm not sold at all with Green Bay. I'm gonna have my top ten um, coming around the corner after this quick break.
So as you know, if you if you're a regular listener, you know that I do my top ten teams every single week. I've been doing my top ten teams since the season has started. We have been consistent. Uh, I take a, a lot of time to come up with these top ten. Uh, it's changed a little bit with some teams uh, fighting the injury bug, but I'm first. I'm gonna give you my top ten. And then we're gonna do another Super Bowl bubble. We do we don't we don't do the Super Bowl bubble um on a weekly basis, but as the playoffs is approaching, um and uh, we we pretty much have our playoff teams. I do want to do an edited Super Bowl bubble because I have cut my list short due to some teams' problems. So without further ado, let's get into my top ten first. Um. So, at 10, I have the Bills. Um, the Bills, great story. They have a young quarterback. Um, I think I've, I've, watched, I've watched them play on Saturday. I like what I saw. Both times they played New England, they have gave New England a lot of trouble. They've gave New England and Belichick and Brady, excuse me, a lot of trouble. They've done, they gave them a lot of trouble. Things they have seen, um, they have thrown at Belichick has, has hurt the Patriots, but they lost. But it's such a good story because a couple years ago, Buffalo was, you know, they had they they would get they would, they were making fun of people. People joked about Buffalo and the Bills a lot, and you know the you know it go it can always it, it goes back all the way to the nineties where they those team those great nineties teams made four straight Super Bowls, and ever since then they have just been the laughing stock. But it's not bad for it's not bad. They have turned themselves into a respectable franchise, um, with a really good defense, talented defense, an emerging young quarterback with a lot of raw talent. I think think they have to get a little bit better offensively. I think Buffalo will be fine, but I have them at ten. Um, at nine, the Eagles. Um, I have the Eagles at nine. Is I have them at nine because they beat Buffalo. Not only that, but these last few weeks, you know, I like first. I've been saying this since the season started. I like what I like what the, I like what the Eagles are made up of. They're, they got a good front office, good head coach, good quarterback. You got those three, you're good with me. Um, they just have a good makeup. The way how they win games, uh, their late game situation, it can help in the playoffs. It's just, it's, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna hurt a little bit because they don't have their full roster. But if they had their full roster. This team could be something in the playoffs, but they don't have that. But as far as their late game situation, situationally, they're well coached. Um, they got a nice veteran defense, so guys that know what it take what, what it takes to win. I like what this feel. I, I just like what this Eagles team is made up of, and what they're all about. I have Philadelphia at eight. At at or at nine. At eight, I have the Seahawks. I have the Seahawks at eight because, you know, these last two weeks, they have had a rack of injuries at a key position of theirs. You think Philadelphia, I mean, th- these injuries have came left and right with Seattle and their running backs. 
Seattle had to go as far as to get beast mode out of retirement so they can have a running back for this Sunday. It, it's crazy. Um, they I got I got some words for them on the Super Bowl bubble, but Seattle they have a lot of injuries which bothers me. Um, especially at a key position. Seattle like to run the football, but all of their running backs are hurt. Seattle are eight. I mean, don't know what to say. Seattle eight, and they had a mind-boggling loss to Arizona, but Seattle eight. Um, at seven, the Vikings. I had the Vikings at seven. I, I have to put them at seven t- this week because they lost to Green Bay. Uh, they, they, and they and it's not just they lost, but the way how they lost. They lost with Kirk Cousins looking bad, like horrible. They couldn't move the ball offensively. Without the three, without the turnovers, the four fumbles, and the interceptions, I'm not sure if Minnesota scores a touchdown against Green Bay because that's how bad they were offensively. Um, I think with Dalvin Cook in the lineup, they're a totally different team, and I would have liked them with Dalvin Cook in the lineup last night, but they didn't have him. Kirk Cousins fell short, so Minnesota fell short. But I like this team. I like their defense. I, I like their coach and Mike Zimmer. But they lost last night. I can't. I mean, what can I say? They lost. At six, the Packers. I had to. I had to put the Packers over the Vikings. They won a division. They beat the Vikings twice this year. Um, now I said it. And I said it on the previous uh, segment. I don't think it's a Super Bowl team, but I think they're a team that they can win. They can probably win a game in the postseason. Uh, you know, they're going to have a home game for sure. But I think they can win a game on, in the postseason. But as far as, like, taking it to the next step, which is the Super Bowl, I don't see it for this team. I just don't see it for this team. I do not see it happening for this team at all. Don't see it whatsoever for this team. Um, But because just they have Aaron Jones – and, and and Devontae Adams, you load the box to stop Aaron Jones. You you you, you can double cover over top with Devontae Adams, or if you're New Orleans, you can put Marshawn Lattimore on Devontae Adams. It's just it's as simple as that. Or you bracket him. It's as simple as that. I mean, I, you know, I think Green Bay is way much more easier to defend. Um, unlike recent years, they're way much more easier to defend. I like their defense. Their defense can take the ball away, but I, I, I just don't see the explosion down the field explosion from Green Bay. I just don't see that enough. I'm sorry. Uh, at five, the Patriots. Now, I've had the Patriots very low um, for the last few weeks, but I put them back in the top five this week because, once again, first – they have prob- they have the best coach when it comes to X's and O's and game planning and, and schemes. They have the best coach. And going into the postseason, that is a good thing to have. That is a good thing to have, to have a coach that knows his X's and O's and knows how to scheme all types of different teams and weapons. And, and like, that. that's good. That, that's a good quality to have going into the postseason. I give them that. I still worry about them offensively, 
Now, what I can say about the Patriots offensively, this past weekend, that is the best I've seen their offense in about two and a half months. That's the best I didn't see their offense in about two and a half months. They spread it, Brady spread the ball around. They were able to get some chunk plays. Now, the thing with new, the thing with the Patriots, I just don't see them getting enough cheap touchdowns. Like, you know how in the playoffs you just need like one cheap touchdown where you know one of your receivers burns somebody on a slant pattern, or your running back can break one for 40, 30 yards. They don't they don't have that, but with their defense and the way how they force turnovers, they have short fields. I'm gonna get into that though. Um New England at five. At four, I have the 49ers. Their defense has been slacking a little bit, but I still love this team. Um, if you put, I still love this team. If you give this team home field advantage, I think they go to the Super Bowl. If they if they have to go to New Orleans, I think they lose in the NFC Championship game. But if you give this team home field advantage, sure, I'll take them. That would be my pick out of the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. But they got to get home field advantage. But Jimmy G has stepped up his play as well. I didn't mention him earlier, but Jimmy Garoppolo has really stepped up his play. And I don't know what it is about people giving him such a hard time, but he's stepped up his play these last few weeks. Uh, Since week 11, he's completing 70% of his passes. Absolutely terrific with with 12 touchdowns. You got to give credit what credit is due with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, in big moments and big spots, the 49ers have asked him to step up to the plate, and he's done so well time and time again. I don't know what more the guy can do. I just, you know, he just got to keep doing it and, and, you know, into the playoffs. But I don't know what more the guy can actually do to please some folk. 49ers at four, though. At three, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are peaking the Chiefs are peaking, are peaking at the right time. Their defense is playing lights out. Mahomes, of course, is, is back healthy. Their weapons look on one accord. I would just like to see them uh, be more effective in the run game. That's always been like an Andy Reid problem, even in his time with Philadelphia. The effectiveness in the running game has been a problem. But I, I like the Chiefs. They look like a Super Bowl team. The Chiefs, I watched them against the Bears. They look like a Super Bowl team. They just do. Um, they, but they're playing lights out. Their defense is really playing lights out. That's what I'm excited about, their defense. Because I, we know what Mahomes would do. We know with, that, with, with the weapons, with Kelsey and Tariq, and Tariq Hill, we know what they can do offensively. But... It's all about what the defense can do. How many stops can the defense get? And the defense is playing lights out. So I got to put Kansas City at three. At two, the Saints. The Saints have been playing absolutely phenomenal. First off, Michael Thomas is an absolute monster. Michael Thomas is an absolute monster. I mean, try try defending him one-on-one. How are you going to stop him? I mean, how are you going to stop? I was watching a video. I was watching film, and I was like, people, you know, people complain how, you know, he just get, he gets a lot of catches because he sits in zone. No, he does not. First off, well, he does. But do you know why the teams play zone? 
because they can't guard him man to man. He beats them man to man too. Michael Thomas is unstoppable. I, I mean, New Orleans at two. I like their defense. Their defense is playing well. Didn't play well uh, last Sunday. But in that dome, that defense plays totally different. And then at one, the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens have been at one for a very long time. The Ravens have been at one for a very long time. I like this team. Um, thank God they get some time off. They get about three weeks off. Lamar, Mark Ingram, Earl Thomas, some more starters. That that's good. That's good. They got their they got the number one seed locked up, so everything um throughout the AFC goes through Baltimore. And this is actually the first time in franchise history that the Ravens have the number one seed. So everything goes through Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson, absolutely phenomenal. 43 total touchdowns, a bunch of yards, a bunch of rushing yards. What more can we say about him and their team? Just a phenomenal season from the Ravens. John Harbaugh did a good job. Uh, Even John Harbaugh or uh, Mike Tomlin as the coach of the year uh, for me. That's just for me. My preference, I think those are the guys that should get coach of the year. But that is my top 10. now, we all know la- la- next week is the last week. So, na- you know, going into next week, that will be my last top 10. That would be Isaiah's last top 10 list. I know you guys love and starve for those lists that I, you know, the list that I've been doing, uh, you know, since the season has started. We take a lot of time. I break down some statistics. I break down film. I break down how teams play in a weekend, week out basis, who they beaten, who have been not beaten, um, to basically come up with this list. So thank you. But on to my Super Bowl bubble. On to my Super Bowl bubble. My Super Bowl bubble. So out. So there's 12 teams in the playoffs. Now I'm gonna break them down like this. With Buffalo, Philadelphia, or, you know, whoever, if it's Pittsburgh or Tennessee, Houston, they're not making the, they're not not Super Bowl teams. Like, I like like Buffalo a lot. I, I like watching Buffalo a lot. They're not a Super Bowl team. They're not good enough offensively. Houston is not a Super Bowl team. They're 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 too Deshaun Watson dependent. I think they depend on Deshaun Watson a little too much, and they're just a, just their overall roster. I don't trust. Um, and Bill O'Brien, uh, I think he's an average coach. I think he's an average coach. Um, don't think he's a good coach, a great coach. Uh, he's somewhat average. But these. I have four teams inside of my Super Bowl bubble. These four, these are the four teams that I think that that I think look like playoff teams. Like the more and more I watch them, they look like Super Bowl teams. They look like Super Bowl teams. So the four teams that are in my playoff bubble. These put up. These are my four teams that are inside my Super Bowl bubble. Kansas City, New Orleans, San Francisco, Baltimore. And you're wondering, where's Seattle? Because I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I like Seattle too. But Seattle has 
They have a multitude of injuries in at a key position that is running back. Seattle is a power football team. They want to run the football. They have they have a I mean like the way how the injury bug has hit Seattle, it, it's kind of some bad luck. It's some bad luck. Uh, CJ Prosite's hurt. Chris Carson hurt. Rashad Penny hurt. And they're all out for the season. So that forced Seattle to go after Robert Turbin and Marshawn Lynch. Like those guys, I'm sure they're good guys. But that's not going to be enough. That's that, that that's not going to be enough. Um, so that is why Seattle, and I feel like that's, that's just too big of a component of what Seattle does. And that's just too big of a component for me to keep them in my Super Bowl bubble. Um, I just, it's just too big of a miss for me for, uh, to, to, to just to have them in there without a strong point of their team, which is running the football. So I look at them, uh, iffy. Green Bay is outside of my Super Bowl bubble as well. Green Bay, I explained it a little bit um, in the segment before, but I'm explaining a little bit more. I think Green Bay is, um, they are entirely too easy to defend. If I'm a defensive coordinator or, like, this is what Belichick would do. Belichick would load the box with Aaron Jones. He, Belichick would load the box with Aaron Jones so he can so he can stop Aaron Jones and limit that run that run game. Then I think he a bracket and have safety help over the top on Devontae Adams, and New England would keep everything in front of them while playing the Packers. And I think that's too easy in the postseason. I think that is entirely too easy to defend in the postseason um, with elite coaches. With elite players, I think that's too easy to defend in the postseason. It's entirely too easy to defend. They don't. I mean, who who else who else scares you on on Green Bay's offense? Who else scares you? To me, nobody else. Devontae Adams, you take him away. You have uh, you have safety help over the top, or you bracket him. Who else scares you? Nobody. Lazar, that's who scares you. Jimmy Graham, they use him as a, a a run blocking guy now. He's not even a deep passing threat no more. They use him as a run blocker. So I, I just don't trust Green Bay um offensively enough. They're you know, Aaron Rodgers and the offense and just in and all have struggled to throw the ball 15 yards or more. You know, so I think that, that that could be a big problem for me. I just don't see the elite caliber in, in the in the Packers. Like watching them on Monday night against a Vikings team that had no Dalvin Cook, they did not look like a Super Bowl team. It, they just didn't give me that Super Bowl feeling. And the last team that's outside of my Super Bowl bubble is New England. New England is outside of my Super Bowl bubble. 
I think they are too similar to Green Bay, actually. They don't have a deep down the field passing threat. But with I, what I can say is they're going to force turnovers. Their defense is going to get takeaways. And ultimately, that's going to put Brady and the offense in some short fields. But I don't know if you can get to I don't I, I do know. I don't think you can get to the Super Bowl with that type of play. I know you can't win a Super Bowl with that type of play. I don't think you can. I don't think you can get to a Super Bowl with that type of play. And like I said, on Saturday against Buffalo, Buffalo having one of the best defenses in football, I think, you know, they they, they, did, they did show some signs of life, per se. They did show some signs of life. Um, you know, they were able to spread the ball to their playmakers. They were able to get some chunk plays. But like I said, in the playoffs, you know, you, you, you just some of these games, you need cheap touchdowns. You need cheap points. You need, you know, a receiver that can bust one for 50. You need a running back that can break a one that can break a run for 20 to 25 to 30 yards. And New England just doesn't show that type of ability, and they don't have that. So I think they're outside of my Super Bowl bubble. Now, these are the – like I told you the four teams. New Orleans, Baltimore, Kansas City, and the 49ers. They all give me that Super Bowl feeling. They just those, – those four teams, to me, especially these last four weeks, look like Super Bowl teams. They just look like Super Bowl teams. Every time I watch Baltimore, I've been watching Baltimore for, you know, these last few weeks. Baltimore strike me as a team that is Super Bowl bound. They look like a Super Bowl team. They control time possession. They run the football. They ha- they're good in some, in some late game situations. They have a good. They have. They're good on special teams, which is also important in the postseason. Uh, their defense is. It has gotten better throughout the season with acquisitions such as Marcus Peters. Now that now their secondary is able to play man, and they become dangerous. Baltimore looks like a Super Bowl team. New Orleans, especially in the dome, defensively. They look like a Super Bowl team, especially in the Dome. They look like a Super Bowl team. They look like they are destined to make a Super Bowl run if, excuse me, if they can land home field advantage. I think with the combination of Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas, uh, that's probably the best trio or one of the best trios in the postseason. And just looking at how the way Michael Thomas have been playing this year, he's insane. He's on a total, he's on a, he's on a different planet. He's on a different planet with the way how he's been playing this year. Um, and we all know the greatness of Jubilees and how good he can be when it's called upon, when called upon. They love the Super Bowl team. The 49ers. Yeah, the defense has given up some points here and there, and their defense has given up some plays where you're like, ah, what's happening? But 
They look like a Super Bowl team. The 49ers give me a Super Bowl feeling. They give me a Super Bowl feeling. They can run the ball. They can stop the run. They can, uh, they, 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 you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the big question for some, for most is about the 49ers is Jimmy Garoppolo. And like I've said, discussing my top 10, I don't know what more the man can do. He, you know, he goes to the dome, outguns Drew Brees, San Francisco and him, and, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo played Lamar Jackson as tough as anybody has this entire year. Um, I don't know what more the guy can do. Makes he made excellent throws against the Rams on Saturday to on the game winning drive. I don't know what more he can prove. Uh, he just got to continue on this type of play. Just he got he has to continue this type of play um, throughout the postseason. But the 49ers look like a Super Bowl team. And then lastly. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, the more and more I look at them, you know, they beat New England, went to Chicago and won, defense is playing well. They look like a Super Bowl team. They give me a Super Bowl feeling. That's just me. Um, I like their defense. The defense is playing well. Offensively, we know what they can do. We know how potent they can be. Uh, their running game, I would like to see it be a little bit more consistent. But they look like a Super Bowl team. They just do. They look like a Super Bowl team. So that is my Super Bowl bubble. Those are my four teams that are in my Super Bowl bubble. And I have two teams outside of it, New England and Green Bay. Those two teams, I feel like they're, they're good teams. I think they're good enough teams to win a couple games in the playoffs. But as far as winning a Super Bowl or getting to a Super Bowl, uh, I, I have my, I have my questions. I have my doubts, um, for two separate reasons, but I have my doubts. I have told you guys that. So that's my Super Bowl bubble. That is my Super Bowl bubble. So before, excuse me. So before I get into these Christmas day, um, matchups, some good matchups on Christmas day. I just want to read. I just want to touch bases again on the on the um, quarterback topic I was having um, in the first segment about Carson Wentz and having to overcome things. This is what I said. I told you guys. I said, "Hey, the elites are going to step up. The franchise, the real franchise quarterbacks. This is the time where they show why they're the franchise guys. They show why they get paid as much as they do." They show why they are top ten worthy. Why are they, why they're top ten quarterbacks, and this is this this can go now in his resume, and I think people can stop doubting whether or not Carson Wentz is the guy. He's clearly the guy. He's clearly the guy. Philly came with Carson Wentz last few weeks and said, "Hey, we have injuries everywhere. Um, receivers are down." Running backs are down. Oh, yeah. Offensive line is down. We need you to carry us over the finish line. Get us over top. Get us to the top. And Carson Wentz has done so. I've seen it with Brady. Brady has, you know, didn't have his starting center this year. No receivers. You know, but Julian Edelman, no tight ends. 
uh, inconsistent running game. You know, New England's asked Brady, hey, can you win us the division this year? I've seen it with the 49ers. It's been about, what, three, four games where the 49ers' defense have just not shown up and their defense have given up some points. And the 49ers have basically said, Jimmy Garoppolo, can you, Jimmy G, can you get us over the top? And Garoppolo has done so. Garoppolo has shown up well, and he's played big in some big spots for the 49ers. I see it a lot with Carson. I, I see it um, a lot with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. They they take their teams over the top. They just take their teams over the top. They they're able to take their get their teams to the next level over the top, and that's what I mean by taking it to the next level. The the, the superstars, the the franchise quarterbacks taking their play, taking their game to the next level. That's exactly what I mean. And that's what Carson Wentz has done these last three, four weeks. Philly said, hey, we need you, bro. We need you. And Carson was like, hey, don't worry. I got you. Carson Wentz has done a great job. Carson Wentz is the guy. Uh, I think, you know, you might want to build a statue for Carson Wentz. Build a statue for Carson Wentz. Some of you Philly that don't, I don't want to hear it. Some of you Eagles fans, uh, you know, some uh, other fans were skeptical of, you know, of the getting rid of Nick Foles. I wasn't. I was not skeptical of it. Nick Foles was a good replacement at the time, got hot in the Super Bowl. Uh, team was hot. Team already had home for the advantage due to Carson Wentz play. You know, throughout the first 11 weeks, 14 weeks. So, not a big deal. But give Carson Wentz his credit. Give him a statue. Because this is this is, this is is a successful season for Philadelphia. Give him a statue. He has saved the Eagles. Now, let's get into these Christmas, this Christmas Day matchups between... So, 12 o'clock game, first game of the day. We have Celtics-Raptors. Uh, two thirty Bucks, seventy sixers, five o'clock Warriors, uh, Rockets, Warriors. That's gonna be everybody's gonna be sleeping. Eight o'clock Clippers, Lakers, and then ten thirty the Capital Pelicans, Nuggets. I'm just gonna give you guys a little brief. Uh, I don't like talking much NBA around this time, but I just give you guys a quick like overview of these matchups. I suppose. So Celtics Raptors, both teams are really good in the East. The Celtics are twenty and seven. The Raptors are twenty one. Uh, well, I think the tw- let's see. Let's see. okay, yeah, the Raptors are twenty one and nine. The Celtics are twenty and seven. Uh, this will go either way. I, I picked the Raptors since they're at home to win. I like the Celtics a lot. I think they, they have definitely gotten better since the departure of Kyrie Irving. The offense is more free-flowing. Brad Stevens is allowed to coach and coach his guys. Um, the young guys like Tatum and Jalen Brown, they have emerged and they have busted busted onto the scene uh, as we thought they would last year. 
Uh, Gordon Hayward was playing well before he got hurt. He's probably coming back uh, for this game as well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Raptors. Um, two thirty Bucks at Seventy Sixers. I'm gonna pick the Bucks. Don't uh Seventy Sixers. This they're they're here and there. Uh, Rockets Warriors. That's easy. I'm going with Rockets. Uh, Clippers Lakers. Lakers are uh well both as they both play at the Staples. Uh, everybody's gonna talk about this game. Every this is this is the part. This is the game that everybody's gonna. Everybody and their grandmother is gonna be watching this game. Clippers and Lakers. Uh, like I said, not a big deal. Just like how LeBron and the other guys have been saying it from both sides. We, we we're making a big deal out of it. the media is making a big deal out of it, and the fans are making a big deal out of it. But the players, the teams. They looking at it as just a regular season game. Yes, they know that it's a, I guess, a rivalry. I guess Clippers, Lakers, and LeBron, Kawhi, AD, and Paul George. I, I guess uh, I'm, I'm gonna take the Lakers. They're, they're on a three game losing streak. I think the Lakers come out and get one. They lost the first game to the Clippers. I'm gonna take the Lakers to win, and then the Nuggets to beat the Pelicans. I think the Nuggets to beat the Pelicans, um, but. I think the Lakers, they come through and win with them losing the first game to the Clip, to the Clippers. Um, I think they come back, bounce back. LeBron coming off an injury. Um, him coming off an injury and then just AD. Not much to really talk about, but, you know, I don't, I don't look at it as a big deal. The, the real games are in May and June. Those, those are the games that's going to really mean something. And that is when I give you my in-depth overview. But this is a big time in the NBA right now because with December 15th, uh, two weeks, about two weeks ago, December 15th marked the first day that trade that teams are able to trade players that they signed during the offseason and a good a, a good amount of the league a, a good amount of the players in the league signed with new teams over the offseason or got traded to new teams over the offseason so if, if if players that were traded or signed during the offseason uh December 15th marked the first day that they were eligible to be traded and you know, I, I keep you guys. If you don't follow me on IG, follow me on Instagram, um, Isaiah Kit Podcast. The way how the podcast is just spelled, just follow me, Isaiah Kit Podcast. Uh, I do a good job with keeping up with the NBA rumors and possible trades. Um, I, we, you know, we do a good. I do a good job with breaking news and just keeping you guys up to date. So, if you want more news and knowledge on that and the the latest rumors around the league and trade talks, uh, just tune in and follow uh, the Isaiah Kid Podcast account on Instagram, and you will get all of the rumors and the latest rumors with the NBA, NFL. Um, I do I, most of my rumors is mostly NBA. It's been mostly NBA because of the trade talks and teams and players and stars possibly moving. So if you want to stay up to date on that, you can go follow that page on Instagram, Isaiah Kid Podcast, the way how it's spelled. 
that that's the way how it's spelled on IG, on um, Instagram. I S A I A H K I T T podcast. No caps, no spaces. Um, so you can follow that account on Instagram. But I don't know about you guys. Um, enjoy your enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. Um, hope everybody gets what they want and see what they want under the tree. Um, get your yeah. I'm sure you guys got y'all pajamas on. I I got mine's on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I got my I got my Christmas pajamas on. So you guys have a blessed one. Um, happy holidays. Stay warm and watch those basketball games tomorrow. But see you guys. Audi. Thank you.